Hey, everybody. This is Dr. William Clark for the Dr. William Clark podcast. We are broadcasting live uh, within our group, Nonprofit Fundraising Strategies on Facebook. We're inside the group now, streaming live. And uh, we don't have a topic today, except that we're going to focus on fundraising uh, Q&A. <clears throat> this is an opportunity where uh, folks are going to have the opportunity to just jump into the conversation and to uh, ask their questions. We're going to allow folks to, to jump into the live feed here um, and get acclimated um, while we uh, get things rolling and things are live. But I'm glad to be with you today for another session. Uh, I always love the opportunity to catch up with you guys and to answer live questions. Uh, this is um, definitely an opportunity, especially in the middle of everything that's going on with COVID, uh, civil unrest in our country. Uh, there is a lot that uh, is going on right now that presents itself. Uh, let's see, that presents itself uh, uh, for for us, uh, presents opportunities for us to kind of do new things. And for those that are starting uh, nonprofits, those who are new to the space, those who are uh, jumping into this space and trying to figure out how to fulfill their purpose and their mission uh, in their career and in their life. This is a huge opportunity uh, to make that happen. So as people are coming in and getting situated, uh, we'll uh, just talk for a moment. Um, in terms of like what's new, I think the thing that that really is capturing my attention quite a bit uh, is the focus on uh, earned income strategies for nonprofits. So if, if you've been following my work at all, uh, you know that I focus my energy and my work on earned income strategies for nonprofits. This is uh, the core of my research. Uh, this is the core of the work that I do. And uh, this is my goal to see nonprofits uh, focus on generating revenue. So because of that, um, it can be interesting to kind of have these conversations with nonprofits where we're now talking about what can we uh, do to generate revenue, to diversify our revenue sources, et cetera. Um, and because that is such a far-fetched concept for so many people, um, it can be difficult to, um, uh, to, to, for people to embrace the fact uh, that your nonprofit can earn income, it can generate money, it can... Uh, diversifies revenue sources by way of uh, starting a business. And that can be difficult for people to, to embrace because people tend to think uh, that nonprofits are organizations that do not generate revenue, uh, that nonprofits are organizations that are not allowed to have a profit at the end of the year. Uh, if you don't know, that is not true. Nonprofits are able to generate revenue from earned income from businesses it owns and operates. Uh, nonprofits are able to have a profit at the end of the year. The difference, the key difference for nonprofits that must be uh, acknowledged is that the profits at the end of a fiscal year for a nonprofit does not go back to a set of shareholders or stakeholders. The reason is there are no shareholders or stakeholders. That is the distinct difference. And so because there are no shareholders and stakeholders, it is important for nonprofits to uh, realize that profits still can be gained, but at the end of the fiscal year, if there's still a profit, if there's still benefits uh, that people have or financial benefits that are still there at the end of the fiscal year, uh, that revenue goes to the nonprofit organization and gets invested back into the organization. 
so that is kind of uh, the conversation these days that I'm having, projects that I'm working on. As people are coming into the live feed, this is a fundraising Q&A. Uh, so if you have a question as you're listening to me uh, share, feel free to type your question in. We'll be glad to, uh, to field your question and uh, to answer them. Um, this is an open forum. Um, but I'm right now, I'm just doing a, just a brief intro about some of the things I'm working on. But again, um, you know, nonprofit fundraising, nonprofit uh, earned income is where I'm spending a lot of my time these days. Uh, we just got a grant to launch um, a staffing agency, which is exciting news. Uh, we just got uh, positioned to uh, make this dream a reality. Um, and for so many nonprofits, they're thinking about, well, what can we do to start a business? I think I saw a post like that over the weekend uh, asking about what can we do to start a revenue generating business. And the best advice I give clients uh, as you guys prepare to type in your fundraising questions and I'll answer them uh, in the live feed. The best advice I give my clients and my students around starting a, a business for your nonprofit is to start a business that is closely aligned with your skill set as a nonprofit. Uh, simply put, if you're able to monetize what you do for free, then you're going to put yourself in a position to win. Okay. If you're able to sell what you do to the open market while still providing free services for your customers, then this is how you position yourself to win. For those coming in, this is a fundraising Q&A, so go ahead and type your questions into the comments. We'll be glad to answer them. Uh, but again, and the reason why I give that advice, the reason why I advise and help my clients strategize around that perspective uh, is because you don't want to start a business or start an earned revenue project that is the polar opposite of what you're able to do. That's what you don't want to do. You don't want to start a business that is the polar opposite of what you're able to do. You want to start a business that is aligned with what you are skilled at that's aligned with what you are capable of doing. Anything less than that puts you in a tight position. It puts you in a position where uh, you're doing something that is irrelevant. So think about uh, the number of nonprofits that uh, they do cupcake sales and chicken dinners and galas and all types of events, car washes, um, fill in the blank. A lot of nonprofits do that. And the difficulty with doing that, while it seems as though you can make a quick buck to put some money in your coffers, uh, what you lose sight of, what, what gets lost in the sauce um, is the fact that there's a high probability that there's no one inside the nonprofit who can profitably operate that project or that business in a way that will benefit the nonprofit in a financial way. You know, perhaps you've done these events before, but can you say that you've made a profit? Can you say that there was um, a financial benefit at the end that was significant? Not a dollar, not $5, not $100, not $1,000. Can you say that your event has profited thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars that will go to the bottom line and advance the cause of your nonprofit. This is the difficulty of uh, generating an earned income. And this is the difficulty of organizations taking on uh, earned income strategies that really are outside of the wheelhouse. 
at the end of the day, uh, it is important for you. It is important for you um, to think about ways you can generate earned income. If you have a question about earned income and what you can do for your nonprofit, this is the time to ask that question right now. While, while you have me, people engage me, people secure me as their consultant and coach to help them along the journey of uh, creating a, a nonprofit for-profit business, a for-profit that is operated by their nonprofit. And as you're coming into the live feed, if you have a question, go ahead and type that question in there so I can help you guys process through this. Uh, you know, about a week ago, I did a podcast talking about um, a potential, potential idea uh, for someone um, to, to use. Uh, and it was, it was based upon uh, vehicles and transportation and how um, a nonprofit centered around that, solving that problem for clients um, could in fact be used um, to not only do good social work, but also could be used to establish an earned income me mechanism and methodology for your nonprofit. So think about this concept where you have this program that provides transportation for single mothers uh, so they can get back and forth to work, get back and forth to the supermarket, back and forth to the doctor's office with their children. And you provide transportation for them via a vehicle. That's cool. What if your nonprofit program also teaches young adults how to become mechanics where they work on these vehicles for free, they're, they go through an apprenticeship program, they build a skill, and that's free to them. That's cool. But what if you started to turn that on its head and you not only do those programmatic things for free that you get a grant to do, but what if you started providing car maintenance services to the open market and charging market rates to the public who wants to support your nonprofit? What if you started selling vehicles that you got your hands on and selling it in the open market for market rates? What if you acquired a piece of property that not only housed your community center where you did the training, but also had vacant land where you can park the vehicle, where you could uh, rent out the plot of land as well to other uh, car sales, uh, car sales organizations? and you generate revenue. If you just look at the model that I'm putting out there when it comes to earned income, that the core competency of providing vehicles for single mothers and teaching mechanic skills can be turned on its head and multiplied to generate revenue for your nonprofit. And if you're coming into live feed, go ahead and type your question in about fundraising. And the point is, uh, you gotta use what you got. Now, the question you may have is, okay, well, well how did I become good at you know, car sales or car maintenance? Well, here's the thing. If you get a hold of a vehicle for your single mothers um, and you get it and you do this over and over and over and over again, uh, what ends up happen, happening is that uh, you start to learn the ins and outs of acquiring vehicles. You start to learn who do I get my vehicles from? You start to learn how to negotiate. You start to learn how to get vehicles in quantity. You start to learn when's the best time of year to buy. And it just becomes a thing you learn inherently. And because you learn those things, you start to learn other elements about the business, also that you can help 
your core client, which was the single mother, which was the young person who you're teaching uh, mechanic skills to. And so because you've learned how to do your core business and you've learned uh, how to do other elements of this stuff, you have developed a core competency that's beyond what you're paid to do for your grant. Yeah. And that then positions you to think about, okay, what else can we do with what we know? Well, we're not going to waste time pursuing this further. We're not going to waste time, you know, acquiring more vehicles. Actually, it's going to help us get better vehicles for our single mothers. It's going to help us, you know, uh, train our young people on vehicles that uh, are uh, newer. But if we're able to not only train our young people, but also have them perform maintenance services on vehicles at a market rate, then we can help them get a job. Oil changes, tire rotations, tire replacement, brake replacements, engine repair, transmission repair, et cetera. We can charge market rate and we can start to employ these young people outside of their program. We can lease pieces of our land back to other car sales organizations. We can sell, ve we can sell vehicles to the open market. Here's the thing. That, that you have to understand as a nonprofit. Because of your mission that connects with people, because of the heart-driven work you're already doing, adding elements to your work that includes selling vehicles, maintenance services, et cetera, is going to be another way for people to give to your organization. It gives them a way to plug into your organization where they might not have given a donation, but they'll purchase a service. And if you price it right, if you price your services right, then you're not only getting a donation, you're getting actually profits from this. Because you have your salaries of managers covered through a grant, because a program manager is also overseeing the sales department, the maintenance department, et cetera, you're not paying the same costs as a for-profit entity is. And because of the mixture between grant revenue and earned income, you now get to offset costs in a way other businesses struggle to do. So when we talk about earned income, it's, it's not just about unrestricted dollars that can make a difference within your program, which is obviously key, but it's also about diversification. It's also about taking advantage of the business structure that you are involved in called a nonprofit. It's also about doing things differently that benefit your customer, that benefit the community, that benefit stakeholders. This is a different perspective, a different view of how becoming sustainable can make a significant difference. And if you want to know more about what it means to become sustainable, I'm going to leave a link here within the live feed um, for those who are watching within the nonprofit fundraising strategies group. I want to leave a link here in the live feed for you to get your copy of Sustainable because this, this is where, where more nonprofits are going. This has been growing and growing and growing. But I want you guys to begin to lay the foundation of what it means to become a sustainable nonprofit, a sustainable ministry, a sustainable social service agency with a specific mission to solve the problems of your customer, but also to generate earned income with the purpose of becoming sustainable. 
You want to become sustainable so you can pay your bills, pay your staff, keep your lights on, pay your rent, and provide services for generations to come. Your nonprofit should be something of a legacy that you're leaving behind. But if it has no money, there's no legacy for it, for it to become. And at the end of the day, sustainability allows you to position your work as a legacy output or product. That should be the goal. So with that being said, I encourage you all to think deeply uh, about becoming sustainable organizations. I encourage you all to think deeply about what it means to, to uh, monetize your work. I want you to think deeply about what it means to, to look at um, what it means to create a legacy for your organization. That is key. That is key for the lifeline of your organization. That is key for the services of your nonprofit. It is key for your ability to, to become what you believe you need to become. And because of that, because of that, I think it's key for you to think about how can you start to use what you have to make a difference? To make a difference within your organization, to make a difference within the community, to make a difference within the life of your customer who is looking to you for some sort of help, who's looking to you for some sort of uh, support, who's looking to you to help them get to the next the next phase of their life. That that is that is where we are. That that is <laughs> that is where we need to be. At the end of the day, it's all about becoming sustainable. At the end of the day, it's all about becoming focused on making sure we're able to support our customers. Making sure that we're able to engage our customers in a way that sets them up for success. And I believe, I, I happen to really believe that you can do it. So I hope that you're not planning a cupcake sale, car wash, uh, chicken dinner anytime soon. And here's the thing, you know, given what's going on with Corona, um, that's going to be a hard, hard sell for a whole lot of people. However, if you take some time to think about what you can do in an online platform with your nonprofit that could open the door for your nonprofit to do some things that you never considered possible that are all of a sudden possible today. So with that being said, we're going to wrap this uh, particular podcast up. If you have a question inside the, uh, inside the nonprofit fundraising strategies group on Facebook, Leave your comment. We'll respond. We'll help uh, help you get situated with establishing your sustainability strategy. Until the next time, this is Dr. William Clark. I need y'all to be safe out there. Make sure you continue to be safe, but we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace. Have you ever wondered how large nonprofits consistently generate millions of dollars? Have you ever wondered how to write the perfect grant or how to successfully manage a grant or even how to find money beyond grants? 
Hi, my name is Dr. William Clark, and I'm the creator and instructor of What You Should Know Before Applying for Grants. This masterclass has over 28 modules of training, and it comes with tools, tips, and tricks on how to generate significant money for your nonprofit. Some students have been fortunate enough to build six-figure programs, and others have been fortunate enough to triple their fundraising results because of this masterclass. Whatever your fundraising goals are, this masterclass can help you achieve them. To register your seat, simply go to mysixfigurefunding.com. That's mysixfigurefunding.com, and you'll be taken immediately into our student portal where you can access all of our trainings. You can take the trainings on demand, at your own pace, and at any time. You even can interact with other students and me all online from the comfort of your home or your office. If you want to secure your seat today for this masterclass, what you should know before applying for grants, simply go to mysixfigurefunding.com. Again, that's mysixfigurefunding.com. And I'm looking forward to learning with you and growing with you as you achieve your fundraising goals for your nonprofit.